Welcome to Playing Full Out. I'm your host, Augie Bylot, and each week we visit with interesting people who not only make money, but they make a difference. This is where we spread the good news about enlightened wealth, success that serves others. And this week's special guest is Gary Harper, and Gary's the founder and CEO of Sharper Business Solutions. Gary, it's great to have you here with us. Oh, man, thank you for having me. You know, this has been a uh, treat and an honor so far just to get to know you a little bit more and uh, now to be able to address your audience. I appreciate you allowing me to be part of your journey here. Well, that's great. And, you know, Gary's firm, Sharper Business Solution, helps organizations simplify, clarify, and achieve their vision. He's also a husband, a father, and he's a real estate investor. He's an expert in business system and process management. And over the past 20 years, his expertise in systems and process has helped over 240 companies. So Gary, I'm really thrilled to have you here today too. We have a lot of uh, business associates and friends in common, and I'm so glad to get to connect with you a little bit as well. So yeah, what's your journey been like? Well, um, you know, I started off uh, a little rocky um, coming out of uh, high school. I actually, for me, I, I actually didn't complete high school. You know, I uh, was in a lot of trouble in high school and, and it was probably, you know, like most visionaries trying to swim upstream when everything, everybody's being taught to swim together. And, you know, I just challenge the status quo in a lot of things in life and, uh, mm-hmm. And rules were one of those things, right? So, like, uh, ended up stabilizing my life by moving to Indiana and ended up getting my GED and then going to college. So, I just went to college at, at, at 18 years, 17, 18 years old. My mm-hmm. brother in law, Wayne Schaefer, was really a big uh, pivotal point in my life. He's a good friend of mine, a mentor of mine, uh, was in real estate starting back in 1995. And, and so, he just kind of worked me to death, you know, to get the, you know, he always said he's going to get the, evil out of me right so he worked me <laughs> enough and, uh, and he would drop me off five o'clock in the morning at one of his houses and pick me up at nine ten o'clock at night and i just worked all day long on rehabbing houses at a, at a young age and that, that builds a lot of character and um, and then uh going from being a and by the way it was free labor um you know. <laughs> yeah, well, i guess it was exchange for food and some a warm place to sleep but um, you know, through that journey, I went and ended up going to college and studying pastoral theology. And, um, and it was something I wanted to now start helping other and help, help helping the youth. Right. And I uh, kind of felt like, um, you know, I, I wasn't like born into a poor family or not a parents, mom, dad, didn't want me. I just straight rebellion out of ignorance. And, um, and so I wanted to impact our youth and, and help guide them properly. And uh, mm-hmm. so that was where my heart and desire was. And just like many people, we get a little distracted at sometimes or our purpose and we, you know, we have to make a living and, and that was, I was no different. And the early age of uh, 20 years old, I ended up getting married or right around 19, 20 years old and then went to work to Chicago. And by the age of 21, I was uh, able to achieve what we call national manager of business initiatives and development at the time uh, for a small to mid-sized firm. And then uh, went on to work for a Fortune 500 company and consulting other Fortune 500 companies around the country. And, and helping them with their business, their systems, their processes, their non-core function type activities, and helping them allow them to focus essentially on what they do well. And mm-hmm. so became a Six Sigma uh, uh, expert and other things uh, along the way. And, uh, and then, you know, still, still have this itch of uh, working in real estate. And my brother-in-law Wayne kept pulling me back in. Every chance I got out, he pulled me back in. And 
2004 came along and really started to go full-time more as a real estate investor, not just as a laborer in real estate. Mm-hmm. And I started buying rentals and, uh, you know, chasing that, that, you know, cash flow dream that, uh, you know, Robert Kiyosaki and the late Carlton Sheets talks about, you know, talking about these in the, in the late nineties. And, and I read those books and, and with the mentorship of Wayne, it was something I really uh, started having passion for. And unfortunately, uh, you know, like many entrepreneurs at that time, I, I was definitely affected by the, the downturn of 2007 to 2010 and, and felt that in a really hard, hard way. And I was leveraged way too much on my properties. Um, they also hit us in the area with reassessing our taxes. And so it blew our escrows up and, and we ended up in, you know, uh, a really bad way, taking just about every dime we had saved over those years uh, to try to salvage and uh, keep the properties. And fortunately, we weren't able to do that. We, were, we ended up having to get a lot of all the houses go back to the bank and, and then file foreclosure on our, on our, you know, on most of them. So um, learned a lot of lessons. You know, we always mm-hmm. say, I never say you fail. I always say you, you learn um, you, or you win, right? So, and then we definitely learn. So, uh, which is still a form of winning. Uh, then we went from that into um, 2011. I call that my year of Job because that's the year I lost everything and I just lose my house I, uh, or not my house, my houses. I lost my, my health. I got bit by a tick, came down with Lyme's disease, almost passed away from it. Um, went back to like a five-year-old mental state for a long time and, and had to step down from my corporate America job where I had, you know, been very successful. I'd won eight out of 10 years. I'd won uh, executive of the year. You actually can see a lot of the awards right here behind me on my shelf from those years. And, um, but Lord was using that time to, to, to prepare me for our next beginning. And, um, and, uh, and, and I remember getting better at the end of that year. And, and again, my brother-in-law Wayne, who's always been a very influential man in my life. He's turned to me, he says, uh, Gary, what are you going to do? I said, well, I'm going to go back to Chicago. I'm going to go back to my job. And he goes, Hey, you think God took you out of that? Just put you back in it. And I mm-hmm. said, honestly, man, don't tell me that. Right. Like I need to go back and that $200,000 job, job a year looked really good at that point. Yeah. And he said, um, he says, well, I, I think you ought to come join me. And, uh, and the opportunity presented itself for me to go work with him and started off as uh, a contractor with him and then went into ownership of a couple companies with him. And, and we helped scale that business along with many other very, very smart individuals, Tom Olson and others, to uh, grow that business to, you know, um, almost, three, well, one year we did 300 deals that year in 2016. And um, a lot of great men have been come out of that group, Josh Culler and Dave Richter and Tom Olson and me and Wayne and, and others uh, have, have now provided a lot of value to this industry. And uh, mm-hmm. we, we, we were a good team. We worked together for a long time. And uh, started good success in 2016, 17, and then Sharper Business Solutions was born. And, and I kind of felt like it was the completion of a journey for me. You know, the Lord gave me the ability to help these Fortune 500 companies, give me the tools that I needed on my tool belt, and then the com- combination of real estate losing, mm-hmm. rebounding, and then coming back out of that miry clay allowed me to have the wisdom to be able to help and guide others. And, um, and so those two worlds came together. You know, we married them together and, and Susan, my wife, uh, retired after 17 years of teaching and she joined me and we started traveling and helping people and Sharper Business Solutions is actually named after her. So it's Susan Harper. So it's S Harper. Mm-hmm. Sharper. And, um, and that's our journey, man. That's where we've come from. And, 
you know, we've not arrived in any way, shape or form. And uh, I always tell people success and success is reaching where you intend to be. Mm -hmm. And, um, and this is, uh, or, and even further than that, success in my eyes is reaching where God intended for me to be. And, uh, and I think we're there right now. I think we're where we're intended to be right now, but I don't think we're where we're going to be. I think we still have an opportunity to continue and grow and help more people. So, well, yeah, it tends to be a journey rather than a destination. I think is what I've learned with a lot of my guests yeah. and, and, you know, you, you certainly are, are right in line with that. And I, I really appreciate you telling me so much of your backstory. Sure. It, it's fascinating. I mean, because of where you started with kind of a heart for ministry and then a head for business. And the fact that, you know, you were sharpened through a number of things, both, you know, positive and, uh, and learning, you know, which is still positive, though sometimes painful. You yeah. know, lessons are not always without uh, some challenge or some pain or some frustration or some angst yeah. or some loss. And, you know, it, it's, it's a fascinating story. And it, and it sounds, to me, like you're now in a position where you get to call on all of those experiences. Yeah. That's one of the reasons I feel so blessed, mm -hmm. you know, is I was a banker for 22 years. Then I went into ministry full time because I could take an early retirement because of real estate. Wow. And then thinking I was going to semi-retire, God had different plans and Creating Wealth USA was born. And now I get to couple the creative financing stuff that I learned in the banking industry along with my, you know, ministry background at service and serving others. And it's just been amazing. Yeah. So what would you say is maybe the biggest factor that's helped you to be successful? And I know you mentioned your brother-in-law and, you know, some other things, but, you know, if you were to kind of whittle it down to help people kind of understand. Hmm. That's a great question. I think, um, I don't think any of us are who, I mean, I'm not, I'm not just Gary Harper, right? Like I am a, I am a uh, person who's made up of successful people. And so I think successful people surround themselves with successful people. If, if you want to term the, the word success, the Bible talks about success in Joshua chapter one, eight, and it says to have good success. Right. And, mm -hmm. and it measures the quality of success, not the quantity. And, uh, and so I, I've always, uh, I look at success as, as the quality of the life that I'm living, the quality of how I live that life and, and how the quality of how I give back to others. And, um, and so I, I think the key for me was um, surrounding myself with, with successful people and not focusing on their weakness, but focusing on their strength and how I could benefit uh, and learn from that strength, you know? And, um, and so today, as I sit here today, I'm, I'm a combination of Gary Harper senior and Wayne Schaefer and, and many, many other men, uh, Randy Erickson and others who have taken time to invest in who I am. Mm -hmm. And um, I think being able to, to learn to be moldable and listen and, uh, and, and being willing to shoot down your ego and know that it's not all about you. It's about the cause. It's about the purpose for why you're here is what I think drives me to success. I think everybody's a little different, but that's at least what it is for me. Yeah, I like your, your use of the word moldable. Yeah because it means that we're flexible, we're capable of change. Yeah. And transformation is a big part of, you know, what, what I know I work on with a lot of my clients mm -hmm. because they want to be somebody who they're not today. Yeah. Right. And that, that demands transformation. Absolutely. So what helps guide you, you know, on your path 
especially when you have to meet challenges or make tough decisions? What helps guide me is mindset, you know, having the right mindset. Um, for me, it's, it's um, you know, I think I tend, I think most tend, visionaries tend to be prone to depression, you know, uh, because they can see where they want to be, but, you know, that elusiveness of it and not there yet and, you know, striving. And I, man, I'll tell you, somebody was with me the other day and they're like, they spent a week with me and they're like, man, you spend more time talking people off the ledge than you do anything. And I'm like, well, it's just because they're excited about where they're going. They want to get there and they don't, they don't know what they're doing is enough. Right. And you know, what can I do to do, speed that up? And I think the mindset around that and, and, um, and, and having the right mindset of like, um, you know, focusing on what's true, if you will. Um, I always ask this question uh, whenever I start to borrow from tomorrow's problems or I start to get frustrated with where I am or, for, you know, I, or I hurt for a client. And I just asked, and I said it this just this morning to the guy, it's like, what you're saying right now, is it true? Is it really true? What you're saying, is it, is it truthful? Or are you borrowing from a problem that could potentially be happening? And his response was, yeah, it's not true yet but it could be. And I'm like, well, don't let tomorrow's problems rob you of today's presence. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that's, 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 that's kind of my guiding factor there. I, I, I like to have a, you know, I always tell people the four reasons we fail, not just in life, but in business. Number one's fear. Number two is mindset, mm -hmm. you know, and number three is connections. And number four is having the right systems and processes includes the people in our lives that we need to have in order to scale. But uh, good question. I appreciate that question. Yeah, no, it's, and, and I appreciate your response, especially, you know, the idea of not staying in the present, because the present is the only thing that we can exercise any personal control over. We, we can't yeah. deal with tomorrow's problems because tomorrow's not here yet, and they haven't even become a problem yet. And a lot of people yeah. drag yesterday's baggage with them when they could literally leave it on the side of the road to be picked up and tossed in a dumpster. Because you yeah. can't go back and change it. And Zig Ziglar used to call that stinking thinking. That's right. Stinking thinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was a fascinating guy. And really like, dating ourselves. There's people listening going to Zig. Zig Ziglar, who's that? Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. But you can Google <laughs> Zig Ziglar and Jim Rohn. You know, oh two brilliant minds that, that really helped uh, uplift a lot of business people over the years. Um, Iconic. Sure. Yes, indeed. Now, do you have any kind of habits that you've developed that you employ on a regular basis that kind of structure either your the start of your day or your whole day or your week yeah um so i i, I like to live within a system obviously i'm a kind of a system, yeah, you're system guy, so. <laughs> so i do um yeah so i have a routine i get up every morning i always uh my first thing is is uh water is kind of the the, the um, ingredient, best ingredient for life, you know? And so I, I try to get as much water in me as I can right out the gate. Usually put my, when I go to bed at night, I put a big thing of water right next to my bed. So I drink it and I take uh, some amino acids. Uh, I try to, to get my body just going well. Obviously I struggled with uh, Lyme's disease and still do. Mm -hmm. So I have to support my immune system and things. And, but I think that's a good practice for anybody. We don't drink enough water and, and, as much as I fly, I try to keep that. So that's the first thing I do in the morning. And, you know, that's not, you know, on a podcast like this, you're not going to hear like, you know, usually something like that. And I think, you know, those are the little things, those intangibles mm -hmm. that, that help us be 100% be every day, right? 
And so uh, Susan and my wife and I, we both read a lot. Uh, we try to read three books a week. So that's something that we do. And when I say read, I listen a lot on Audible. And uh, mm -hmm. sometimes if I really get into the book, I'll listen to it multiple times and then buy the book and take notes in the book. Uh, but with flying like we do, you know, we fly to three to five times a week. You mm -hmm. can get to a book on one flight, depending on how long the flight is, right? At one and a half speed. Sure. So um, that's a practice for us. Um, I just, I value education. I, I always say you're going to pay for education.